So, Phil, I hear you finally took a shower. <laughs> I did take a shower. You told us on last week's podcast you weren't doing that very much now that you're working from home. It's one of the joys of, uh, of not going to the office every day. I decided just for this podcast, because we're doing it over a Zoom meeting, I thought I'd look presentable for you. Uh, so, yeah, I showered, and it was such a big deal that I actually tweeted about it. Wow. Uh, what'd you say on the tweet? I think a tweet said, uh, I, I showered, I shaved, I trimmed my beard, praise me, praise me. Hashtag working at home. All praise to a very sanitized Phil Hands. Your cartoons are never sanitized, it seems to me, at least not enough. The editor must not be doing his job. The editor does a lousy job of editing my cartoons. What can I say? Today, Phil, on Center Stage, the Wisconsin State Journal's political podcast from the Sensible Center of Wisconsin Politics, we're going to talk about this crazy election we just had. Can we call it a shit show on the podcast? I don't think so, unless I bleep you out. We talked about using that term in the editorial, and it was fitting, but inappropriate for a family newspaper. The Wall Street Journal editorial, which we're running in Friday's newspaper and on Madison.com, sort of in a highbrow way, called it a confusing episode. A confusing episode. I, be I believe shit show is actually more appropriate. Uh, the Chicago Tribune called the Wisconsin primary a hot mess. We ran their editorial in Wednesday's paper. And the San Jose Mercury News called the Wisconsin primary a debacle. Uh, what are we going to call the Wisconsin primary, Scott? We're going to have a Sunday editorial, multiple cartoons this weekend, I believe, Phil, if you get your work done. I think, above all else, it was a dysfunctional parade of partisanship by state leaders. However, the local clerks, under incredible duress, did a great job for the most part, in most communities. Yeah, maybe with the exception of Milwaukee. And we'll talk about that on Center Stage. I'm Scott Milfred. I'm the editorial page editor for the Wisconsin State Journal. And I'm Phil Hands. I'm the editorial cartoonist for the Wisconsin State Journal. And we are half of the Wisconsin State Journal editorial board. The more absentee half. Speaking of absentee ballots, Phil, well over a million people took our advice from two weeks ago in an editorial and did request absentee ballots. Virtually everybody got one, not some people. You say virtually, Scott. It sounds like there are thousands of people that didn't get them. It sounds like there are buckets and tubs of ballots that were never returned to people in the post offices. And the question is, do those people then not vote or did they go to the polls on Tuesday? I think the whole story is the state Supreme Court race. I think that's what people are most concerned about. And that's why we had this election on Tuesday, which I think was ill-advised. I think it was because certain conservative members in the state thought that an election in these circumstances was going to really benefit their chances of maintaining control of the Wisconsin Supreme Court for another 10 years. It's going to depend a lot on what the final vote results are, and we won't know what they are until Monday they're going to be reported. If it's within, certainly within 5, 10, maybe in 15,000 votes, you're going to see enormous legal battles going on for quite some time. One thing that the national media couldn't quite seem to grasp, and not all of them, but a lot of them, is that this wasn't a primary primarily. It was a local election for thousands of offices for local government across the state, mayors, county boards, town boards. The reason why it's called a primary, of course, is there was a presidential primary. Uh, the only person on the ballot for Republicans was uh, Donald Trump. So that wasn't much of a primary. In the Democratic side, of course, Joe Biden 
was way ahead in the polls on Bernie Sanders. He's even dropped out now. Yeah, Bernie Sanders has dropped out. But he hadn't as of the voting in this election. So there was a primary for the race for president. A lot of other states canceled their primaries because that's all they were doing was a presidential primary. In the case of Wisconsin, it was actual local leaders whose terms of office expire in two weeks from now. I don't think there's a whole lot of concern about letting the the local dog catcher stay on the job an extra couple of weeks. I think this was all about this Supreme Court race. Well, in Milwaukee, they had a mayoral race. And Tom Barrett was being challenged by State Senator Lena Taylor. The Taylor campaign was very concerned about how people were voting. And they were saying that Tom Barrett was and uh, the city administration was doing a lousy job at letting everybody vote. There were fewer people that cast ballots in Milwaukee than Madison. But it was that's pretty dramatic considering it's twice the size of, as Madison. I think most Communities across the state, such as Madison, opened a whole bunch of polling places, didn't have lines of people, used a lot of precautions to keep people safe. I think the public did a good job of staying six feet apart if there ever was a line. And lots of protective gear for poll workers and the National Guard was helping. In most communities, I think that worked well. Obviously, one community where that did not work well at all was Milwaukee. Green Bay and Waukesha both had a lot of issues, too, I I understand. I mean, we can talk about it being one county, but it is a county that is 10% of the population of the state of Wisconsin. The big problem was there just weren't enough polling places to accommodate such a large amount of people. Yeah, and I, I still think, knowing that they didn't have the ability to accommodate the voters in Milwaukee County. I don't know how you can allow an election to go forward like that under such circumstances when you don't have the capacity to safely tally all the votes and let everybody vote. Yeah, the problem I have with blaming the Republicans solely on this is that Governor Evers had been saying for weeks that this election was going to go on. And I agree with this point. Democracy is essential. I mean, I've been going to Woodman's to get my beer, and I have to stand in line to get craft beer. I think democracy is as important as craft beer, Phil. Well, maybe you shouldn't be getting craft beer, Scott. (laughs) We can run that by the beer baron. So this idea that democracy or voting is not essential, I completely disagree with that. The question was, leading up to this vote on April 7th, Tuesday, everybody was encouraging absentee ballots, including us, but... The Democratic governor, Tony Evers, was saying the show must go on. Democracy doesn't stop because of a pandemic. It wasn't uh, until very late in this election, when most of the votes had already been sent in by absentee ballot, that Evers decided we had to delay the election for a month. It was more than a month. It was almost a two-month delay in the election, which I thought was a little ridiculous. But I do think that given the circumstances on the ground... I do think the governor made the right call that the election had to be delayed because we were seeing that Milwaukee could not handle this election. The biggest county in the state with the most diverse population and concentrated poverty, a demographic that you don't like the term underserved, but (laughs) underserved community couldn't handle voting. You know, they couldn't they couldn't run a safe election. Well, for the first time maybe uh, ever, you've used the word underserved and it actually makes sense to me because they were not served with enough polling places. I still think from all of the reporting by our newspaper and others including the Milwaukee newspaper, everybody did get to vote to turn out. And people didn't have to stand within coughing distance of others. 
So I'm not sure that this was ruination or devastation and, and everybody's going to die. Well, I mean, I know people personally in Dane County who requested ballots, did not receive them, and decided that going to the polls was just too, too big a risk to take. That voting is essential, but my family's health is more important than my voice in this election. You know, and that's sort of a really dangerous choice to be to be forced to take to take right the problem is if you don't allow any in-person voting that choice gets taken away from them i don't think it was safe for people in milwaukee county to vote on tuesday do you think it was safe i think it was relatively safe yes okay every picture i saw all the voters were at least six feet apart most of the voters had masks on there were plastic between the election poll workers and the person voting people were encouraged to bring their own pen i think that if you're standing a line anywhere for an hour or two which was the reports that they could be as long as that that's not a good idea if we find out that somebody died after catching covid 19 at the polls that's a tragedy at that point, people will be rightly angry at the people that forced this election to go forward as it, as it did. Well, we're never going to find that out because you can't print for COVID-19. But it's also terrible if one of us gets COVID-19 at the grocery store, which is essential, or at the liquor store, or pumping up gas. So I'm not so sure that taking precautions in voting should not happen if buying beer at the liquor store is happening, if we can stand in line to pick up our takeout. I'm not so sure that people were put at terrible risk. Now, the medical community did come in late in the game after Evers said, we, we can't go ahead with this. I heard Then I heard a lot of medical people saying we shouldn't do it, but I didn't hear before that. Everyone was advocating for people to vote absentee. I mean, the right decision here was to vote absentee and vote early, but Absolutely. a lot of people didn't get their absentee ballots because our system wasn't set up to send out enough ballots to people in an efficient manner. You know, we just, we weren't ready for this sort of election. The real lesson is, is that we can't let this happen in November. Right. You know, we need to be prepared to make sure everybody who requests an absentee ballot gets one and make sure people are encouraged to do that. And I think this, the best solution is to make sure that every registered voter is sent an absentee ballot, uh, whether they request one or not. And I think we should just be prepared to handle that kind of capacity in the future going forward. And we can agree then that there should be some option for in-person voting for people who are Luddites, for people who don't own a computer or a smartphone, or for people who just aren't that connected. They're not reading the state journal for some reason, and they don't understand, oh, there's an election today? There's a presidential election? I better go vote. I think we can agree on that, Scott, but I don't think we can say having five polling places in a community that usually has 180 is acceptable. I think you think that's acceptable. I think that's unacceptable. No, I think it's unacceptable. I think that Milwaukee did a poor job of providing enough polling places like other communities did across the state. What the election person in Milwaukee said is maybe Milwaukee isn't as civically engaged as places like Madison. Part of the reason Milwaukee had such difficulty was all the rules were changing and they weren't really clear what was going to happen because of multiple court decisions going back and forth from the state Supreme Court to the high court of the country, and because the clerks weren't sure how much help they were even going to get from the National Guard, so they couldn't plan for that help from the National Guard, is what the Milwaukee clerk said. And also that the National Guard, apparently, you had to, if you were going to be a volunteer at the poll, you had to actually live in that county. So it's not like we could call in the guard to, to, to go where they were needed. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Now, that might be a good transition to, so what do we do for this fall? I mean, one of the good things 
that has come out of Wisconsin's, whatever you want to call it, debacle, dysfunction. Shit show. One of the good things that's come out of it is we know we got to figure this out pronto and get on the same page and get a plan in place at the state level so that come November, this doesn't happen again, that there's not lots of lawsuits happening, that there's not legal challenges, that people know how to vote. So one thing it sounds like you just suggested there is we should change the state law so that if the National Guard is needed to help with an election, they don't have to be from Milwaukee County to work at the Milwaukee County polls. That makes a lot of sense. And I think it makes a lot of sense to train the National Guard to do this. Madison was pretty ingenious in that they went and tracked down every licensed bartender and offered them a gig, a job for a day. Uh, you and I are not always big fans of Madison city government, but I think when it comes to this election, Madison was really nimble and pulled off this election in an incredibly safe way. They had drive-up voting. They had bartenders subbing uh, who needed the work anyway, who were younger, who had less risk. And there were few, if any, was the line in our paper, lines. The lines are one of those things where... That's about access to your democracy. If you drive past your polling place and you see a line around the block, that's a burden to voting. A small community that votes reliably for Republicans, how often are they faced with an hour-long wait to vote? Never. But, you know, if you've got to take an hour out of your day to go stand in line at the polls at a normal election in Milwaukee let alone this kind of horrible election where you're seeing lines that even though it only lasts for an hour or a two-hour line is blocks and blocks long because of social distancing requirements, that's discouraging people from voting. Yeah, let's make it clear. The reason why the lines were so long was we had to keep six feet between every voter. That creates a long line. I was in college here at UW-Madison, stood in line for more than four hours to vote for Russ Feingold. Lines at elections are not unusual. How often does that happen in a rural community? That does not happen often in a rural community. It happens a lot, is what I'm saying, in urban communities. Yeah, and that's sort of one of the disparities in voting. We probably ought to make sure everybody has the equal access to vote. It's bad. I'm just saying it's not new, Phil. Not in a primary that's over like this one was. This was not much of a primary. It was really more of a state Supreme Court election. Even though the judges are supposed to be independent, it was incredibly partisan. And that's why both sides were fighting so hard to make sure that they could get their voters out. In terms of solutions for this fall, I think there needs to be a public information campaign to educate people on how to vote absentee. I think we need a broader window for absentee voting. I think that clerks need to prepare for counting far more absentee votes, including on election day. We already mentioned training the National Guard, but I think even more important than that is that Tony Evers, the Democratic governor, and the Republican leaders, Robin Voss and Scott Fitzgerald, they need to sit down and figure out now a way to agree on a compromise that here's how we're going to do the election this fall and here's how it's going to be fair and we're going to establish the rules long before the eve of the election. A compromise would be great. I just I don't have a whole lot of faith in Voss and Fitz to to fight for a agreed upon election system that'll be fair for everyone in Wisconsin. I think that Robin Voss is dug in. It seems that his attitude is, I'm not going to give an inch on anything if I think it could hurt the number of votes for my candidates. I think Governor Evers is much more willing to compromise and find a workable solution. I'm not so sure a lot of the Democrats are. It wasn't until the Democratic Party really put the pressure on Governor Evers that he essentially caved from his position of the election 
elections going ahead, and he said, we shouldn't have the election. Yeah, I mean, I'm not inside Tony Evers' head. I don't know how much this decision was based off of health data versus politics. I'm sure they were both a factor. With the Republican leaders, it seemed like mostly a political decision, not a health decision. Originally, this was going to be an election with a Democratic presidential primary that was going to help the Democratic-favored Supreme Court candidate, Jill Karofsky, win this seat. That was the setup on this. And at that point, Republicans were trying to move the Supreme Court election to a different date because they were worried about massive Democratic turnout for this election. Exactly. So Voss and company is very hypocritical on that point. I'm just saying that when suddenly the dynamics changed and the Democrats realized they had just probably lost their advantage because the Democratic presidential primary wasn't really a race anymore, I have to be thinking they're looking at polling data that only they had from their campaigns and they said, wow, our candidate against the Republican favored candidate, Dan Kelly, they had to be thinking, this is a tough race. We got to fight tooth the nail for every vote. Governor Evers, you got to side with public health and our partisan interests here. Of course, it's part of the calculus because the people who is going to be hardest to vote for in the middle of this pandemic are poor people, minority people, and people in urban areas who are going to vote for this more liberal judicial candidate. So, of course, that's part of the calculus, but it's also who's affected the most by the circumstances of this election. And we saw how they were affected. We saw the actual outcome of pushing forward this election. The black community who's been ravaged by COVID-19, you know, that most of the deaths in Milwaukee are from African-Americans, which is mind-boggling. They're very aware of this disease and and they're having this election in the middle of this pandemic. So of course, it's going to make it harder for those people who would have voted for the Democrat to vote. And I think that's a calculation by both Evers and Voss and Fitz. And people who don't have as much money tend to not have as much health care, tend to not be as healthy, tend to be more susceptible to COVID-19. It, it seems blatantly like an opportunity for the Republicans to you know, hold on to their Supreme Court seat that, that looked like they were going to lose, you know, and they were able to grasp it, use this pandemic as a, as a tool to suppress vote and make sure that the people in the state who don't like their policies, don't get a chance to vote. And that just seems really hard to me to find another reason for it besides that. It did seem like both parties, though, wanted their voters to vote once they knew the election was going to happen. If the choice is your health or voting, they wanted you to pick voting. Yeah, I mean, Donald Trump said that on a tweet. You know, he put out a tweet saying, you know, Dan Kelly's up for election. Get to the polls right now and protect your Second Amendment rights. So frustrating that the courts seemingly at most levels, it's so predictable how they're going to vote based on what party they favor. And you get these split votes. Wouldn't it be nice if a court came in and just unanimously said, no, here's what the law is. This is what we're going to do. I think people would have so much more confidence in our courts if they saw more rulings that were like that, rather than these four, three, five, two along party line votes by a court, it just tells people that the court's are as partisan in the le- as the legislature. The Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled 4-2 to two that this election had to go forward, and the, and the U.S. Supreme Court ruled 5-4 to four along the presumed party lines that absentee ballots couldn't, couldn't come in later, um, despite the documented issues of people getting their absentee ballots in the state. My assumption is that Dan Kelly is going to win this election because of how depressed the vote was in Milwaukee County. Our, our, our initial numbers are telling us that Milwaukee County vote did not turn out very high. I think 
Dane County was huge, though. But we're not as big as Milwaukee. If you don't get turnout in Milwaukee County, it's really hard to win any election in Wisconsin if you're a Democrat. Yeah, the other thing, though, is that older voters tend to be more conservative, and older voters were much more at risk to COVID-19 than younger voters. So that you know, that's another factor, I'm just saying, in terms of when you decide, gee, I didn't get an absentee ballot. Do I really want to go to the polls or not? A young person would probably say, sure. Old person might say, I don't think so. Dan Kelly's going to win this election. Liberal groups are going to sue up to up the wazoo about it. And the state Supreme Court and the U.S. Supreme Court, which are dominated by conservatives, are going to rule with, this, with the conservatives. I mean, that's what's going to happen. I'm not so sure Kelly's going to win, but I think it is going to be close. And whichever side doesn't win is going to sue to the ends of the earth, which in the legal community is U.S. Supreme Court. And you think the U.S. Supreme Court is going to hand the Supreme Court election to Jill Karofsky if the Republicans challenge it? No. <laughs> This is the one time where in my life I think I felt like I know the conclusion of this because I know what the end result is going to be because of the makeup of a court. It's kind of a disappointing feeling to have. But that's what happened in Bush v. Gore. Yeah, I was, I was younger back then, Scott. <laughs> I wasn't. Another big worry I have about all of this mess, especially if Evers and Voss and Fitzgerald can't come to a compromise within a couple months on how we're going to do this election. What I'm also worried about is this is going to consume us to the election about how can we make this fair to avoid the COVID-19 killing more people. And our eye is going to be way off the ball on what it was supposed to be, which is Russia hacking our elections. You remember... Four years ago, the Russians did try to get into the Wisconsin voter registration system. They didn't succeed, but they tried. One of the calls has been, we need to modernize our election system. Why can we do everything on our cell phone? And there's systems to make sure that it's us that are doing it so we don't get robbed if we're adjusting our bank account or making a deposit. Why can't we modernize voting? Part of the concern is if you do that, you're letting the hackers more into the voting system, the more digital it gets. Whereas a lot of people still want that paper trail. So they can go, and if they have to, count every single ballot. We need to make it easier and more accessible for everyone, everyone to vote. And there's, there's all of this nitpicky stuff that people kind of point out to as, as reasons why we don't let X, Y, and Z happen. But I think we all need to agree on the big, broader issue of we need to make it easier and more modern for people to vote. And part of the issue is we don't have a centralized system for voting, each state does it its own way with different rules. That complicates things further if you're going to start to do it digitally and not on paper. You'd think the federal government could set up a system where we require you to have these 12 fields and for to, t to tally these votes and they have to be in this order so that we can all organize it. And then you can do whatever you want to as long as you adhere to some of these basic federal guidelines. The reason why we can't come up with a good system is just the left-right political partisan dysfunction where just simple things can't get done. They can't even get a budget done in Washington. The President of the United States admitted that when everyone votes, Republicans lose. So one side on this issue of voting access has has a existential concern about their ideology because they're worried that if more people vote, 
they won't have control. I think the other thing, though, that people in Madison, if you're really fired up about democratic and progressive causes, I think a lot of times Madison makes the mistake of not thinking through its decisions today in the future. So it seemed like a lot of people wanted to let Tony Evers unilaterally delay an election. Well, let's say we get to November. Donald Trump is down in the polls by what he is now, nine points down behind Joe Biden. COVID-19 comes rushing back or it's never left. And now Donald Trump says, you know what? We're going to delay this election till spring. I'm going to be president till spring because it's not safe to vote. This is a national emergency and I'm going to unilaterally push the presidential election to April or June in 2021. Do you think Madison would be cool with that? Because after all, public health is most important, Phil. No. So we got to think, all I'm saying is we got to think about how these rules apply no matter what the scenario is or our partisan interest. I think you're right here, Scott, um, which is why it's so important to use these next seven months before the upcoming election to figure out a system. In defense of Evers, and I feel like I don't, I'm taking his side on this issue way too much because I think he was way too late coming into this, but he had a less than a month to sort of make this call and it wasn't him up for election. It's very different when the official who can make the emergency call, it's about his own electoral future. Well, we got to figure this out. by Long before November, uh, the State Journal Editorial Board will be chiming in this Sunday with our take on the election, what needs to happen before November. We're going to stay on this, Phil, until November and pressure our leaders to get a system that works and that's fair to everybody, including the people in Milwaukee who had to stand in line with masks on. I hope that everyone goes into this with the desire to make the election as fair for everyone in Wisconsin as possible. I'm worried that's not what Voss and Fitz want. Our house band is Tube Tester. Find and follow Center Stage with Milford and Hands on your favorite podcasting app or go to go.madison.com slash center stage.